Alrighty, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary, your very irregularly scheduled podcast all about the obnoxious <laughs> things that wealthy people have done throughout history. I'm one of your hosts, Haley, and over there is my co-host, Stephen. What's up, Gilded Gang? Hi, Gilded Gang. It's been a hot minute. It's that it has. I know we try to get an episode out at least once per month. That seems to be the general theme when during the month is the question, though. So we are going to get one out for August. It's just in the last week of August. <laughs> <laughs> but better late than never. Better and, late uh, than we're, never. We're doing it. We're getting Yeah, we're getting it done. A lot of life has happened. A lot, so much has happened. So much I has feel happened. like in between episodes, a lot of life happens. And then, like, during, like, the, the few days of, like, we record, like, it's just kind of ho-hum. And then it's full shit ahead. It's always <laughs> full shit ahead. Episode. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> oh. That's extremely accurate. It feels like every time we come back to record with you guys, it's just like, hey, guys, we're sorry, but it's been difficult. Because life and, like... It's just kind of always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Life, uh, life, uh, finds a way. You're not wrong. <laughs> Which that phrase has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but I felt like, uh, Jeff Goldblum is it's worth putting a Goldblum quote. <laughs> Absolutely. That man is 100% appropriate in more ways than one. Yep. It's so. <laughs> okay, Gilded Gang. Um, Stephen, you're going first this time, and tell us why this is both momentous and sad. <laughs> well, well, guys, uh, so you know, uh, I have been doing a series, uh, my first series on this podcast, uh, of Crazy Crips, and uh, have, a, have, have had a lot of fun. Uh, we've looked at some really cool cribs. Uh, we've looked at a prepper, a doomsday prepper crib. Um, we've looked at, um, a really crazy, like one of my favorite cribs of, with the underground, like mall area that has shops and cars. That one was very cute and wholesome. <sighs> that one felt oh, good and didn't make me angry, which was nice. Right. Well, I'm also, uh, oh, well to, to finish my thought, uh, this will be the last crazy crib in the series, uh. but it's okay. Cause there'll be more series to come down the road. I'm sure of it, but I am ending on a very wholesome and a very good crazy crib. Uh, and the fact that this is a neutral crazy crib, uh, so it's neither good nor like bad. It's just is. Hmm. Um, but it's fitting to kind of end with this. Um, very much uh, part of the modern world. Um, definitely looking forward and looking ahead. Uh, so it, it's appropriate, I think, because... Uh, you know, right now in life, we're all looking ahead to the future and what it may bring. So I thought it was fitting. Okay, you've intrigued <sighs> me. You've certainly yes. intrigued me. Okay, so, time for the end of an era. Let's go. <laughs> let's do it. So um, when I think of progression or progressiveness, especially when it comes to modern technology, I immediately think of Asia. I think of Japan. I think of China. I think of uh, even even South Korea, I think of um, all of those smart, amazing, wonderful humans that are constantly creating, constantly pushing the boundaries and making new and amazing things that quite frankly, just sometimes hurt my brain for how smart they are. And this particular crib is something that is both unique, versatile, and something that for maybe like the average millionaire, don't have to be a billionaire, but for the average millionaire, you'd be able to afford this pretty easily. So you're but saying still, we have a chance. We have a chance. Absolutely, we have a chance. <laughs> uh, so, Haley, what, when you think of a retired couple. My parents. and Absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> besides your parents, when you think of a retired couple traveling the world, what are some things that come to mind? Or tra not even traveling. I was gonna say my parents. <laughs> <laughs> They're living the dream about? right now. <laughs> my mom is okay. my mom is going to Ecuador next week. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's just what she's doing. My parents bought an Airstream trailer, like a little teardrop trailer that they've been going on road trips all across the U.S. during the pandemic because yeah, flying yeah. wasn't really good. So they've just been seeing national parks. They took a road trip across the South. They came and like visited like all of the siblings. And, <laughs> and then Man, they're getting it. They're, they're just living the dream. They've gone to Europe several times. Like my parents. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue with your point. <laughs> No, all good. Uh, actually, and you brought up uh, you brought up actually kind of kind of my point, you know, with uh, your your parents owning that that teardrop trailer. Um, whenever I think of older couples that are retired that want to travel and see places, I immediately think of campers. I think of RVs. It's that RV. Mm-hmm. My my parents Absolutely. were gonna buy one of those big ass RVs, like the really fancy ones. But my mom is such a tiny lady that <laughs> she's right. like, I can't drive this. It's too big. I'm too small. uh so um my crazy crib is a an a tiny inspired or a tiny mini camper uh inspired by the old campers of yesteryear oh yesteryear is they've got some cute things yeah absolutely um this particular crazy crib is something that is supposed to invoke endless wanderlust and the desire to to travel to explore um, as if tiktok this... doesn't like do that enough for me constantly sure. tempting me being like hey did you know that this place exists and i'm like time to think about that i'm not gonna be able to go there for a while <laughs> i know i think about all the places i want to see and visit uh so th- excuse me this particular uh mini camper is the SAIC Maxis Life Home V90 Villa Edition. That is an extreme that's that's a mouthful. That's <laughs> Yeah, it's a name. It's it's definitely a name. This particular mini camper um, stands out and is unique from the rest thanks to a pair of slide outs widening the first floor and a pop-up full height glass encased second story what? that is that is served by its own elevator what i'm sorry this is a huh i you lost me at a camper having a second story and an elevator yes absolutely and trust me there's nowhere to go but up from here so smart tech and clean sharp aesthetics inside and out help put the finishing touches on this stylish mobile domicile that lives as comfortably as a townhome with a price to match this particular camper is one of the more astounding designs that anyone has seen in recent years. It's cutting edge, classy motorhome serves as something as an inspirational flagship to the RV family. This particular edition caught most people's eye with its large pop-up glass house and a small attached balcony over the driver cab. This... Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to show you a picture of it. I, um, I need to know. It's super cute. I know. Um, so this this motorhome integrates its standing height pop up second floor neatly into a what's what's called a classy alcove configuration. And all that is is it uses a split window wall that folds in half below the oversized roof. Well, that's, so that's get, pretty nifty. Yeah, so it gives it a smoothed over kind of an aeronautical inspired construction, um, but they're still kind of, and you'll see in the picture, it's it's got a tiny little bulging forehead. Okay. So hold on, very quickly before. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, Garrett and I, Garrett being my boyfriend, for any of you new listeners, Garrett and I are very into watching Top Gear and their now Amazon Prime show. Um, the Grand Tour. So this is uh, the British host, uh, James May, Jeremy Clarkson, and Richard Hammond. And um, one of their specials recently was them traveling across the U.S. in their own homemade campers. Oh, nice. 
And James May turned his into a pub that, like, the wall opened up and, like, came down so you could have, like, tables set up for it. And it, had, it was wallpaper and there was, like, a full-on bar in there. And then Richard Hammond just had an army tent. <laughs> and Jeremy Clarkson's was a boat. <laughs> that yes. he could drive it from the second story, like, up on the roof. So I'm just thinking That's about amazing. I'm just thinking about all of these homebrewed awful Campbell. No, James May was good. The bar was really attractive, but the other ones were obviously just goofy as hell. And so I just need I'm just I need Jeremy Clarkson to look at whatever you're about to show me and give me a review on it. <laughs> so here is an image of the outside view of the Villa Edition camper. That just looks like a normal-ass camper. That looks like one of the buses that you take from the airport parking, like, economy parking lot to the airport. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it does. But once you see the inside, then you're like, oh, oh, I get it now. Okay. Take so, me from economy parking lot bus to somewhere fun, please. Oh, I shall. Absolutely. Right this way. Uh, so... As we shift lanes, we're going to move inside the uh, the aperture of the mobile home. Not mobile home, excuse me. The, why would I say mobile home? I mean, <laughs> I used to confuse those a lot I as mean, a kid. I didn't is, understand what a mobile home was in comparison. So easy mistake I mean, mistake technically to it is a mobile home because you can live in it and it's mobile. Yeah, Anyways, that's what I thought um, as a child. I'm glad that somebody else is on board. With misnomers. So uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so the roof size, um, the roof opens, uh, it rises high to open the upstairs into a roomy lounge with near floor to ceiling glass walls that provide a high door, uh, so excuse me, a high indoor vantage point from which to connect with the nature around you. The glass itself can adjust between clear and opaque, allowing owners to adjust between greater privacy and crystal clear views. That's like those crazy uh, toilet public toilet stalls in Japan. Yes. Yes. Very much so. So this is a rendition of the inside. I could not find an actual, like, actual photo. Okay, so it's but like a computer-generated is... rendering. Yes. I'm, so I'm digging is... the hanging teapot over <laughs> tiny yep. stove. That's a lot of window space. Wow. Absolutely. So it's got this little balcony area towards the back that you can go and overlook and see all the views. Is that from the top? Or is that from the bottom? No, this is the top. This is the, the this is the top floor. Where's your bed? The bed is... I need more. <laughs> yep. The bed's on the bottom floor, BT Dubs. Oh. Um, so... Uh, the the multi-purpose upstairs space puts the focus on health and well-being. The room is equipped to work as a dining area, tea room, and study, a place to fully escape and enjoy the natural scenery without abandoning the warmth and comfort of the indoors. That is certainly somewhere that I want. I would crawl up those the well. No, I don't have to crawl up anything. There's an elevator. I would take that elevator up to this floor and just like happily sit at my little table with my hanging teapot like a witch's cauldron. And just take in the views. It does not, based on the airport bus, it doesn't, where are the, where are the windows on the sides? I'm confused. Because it's basically saying you've got like a 360 window situation. And the exterior of the bus does not suggest a 360 window situation. So, I'm going to provide you with some photos of the downstairs now. Ooh, swanky. It's like big long bench seat all along the bottom, like pretty much the whole uh, perimeter of the bus. And then you've got like a coffee table in the middle and a nice like big bar island kitchen thingamaboober. And like these are, this looks like a hotel if I'm being, this looks like a rendered hotel. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, so, yeah. So 
This this area is dedicated to the roomy lounge and kitchen that's separated by a bar counter, um, offering the look and feel of a condo apartment. It comes equipped with a cooktop, oven, and sink, and the fridge is across the hall in a closet next to the entryway. Yeah. The living room offers a generous amount of legroom around an L-shaped corner sofa. On the wall opposite the window, the large transparent TV anchors an entertainment system that includes full audio and a ceiling-mounted multi-unit projection system. Please explain to me what the fuck you mean by transparent TV. So it doesn't give a whole lot of description about that, but I assume that the it TV is, like is the a, window. <laughs> I assume that the like the that the TV is clear like glass and then when it comes on, it's the TV. How which does is amazing. That work? I know. I want to see it, but I couldn't find any imagery of it. Does this exist? Ugh. Does this actually exist? Or are these all just like idea computer renderings? Uh, so it... So the pictures are limited to renderings, but S-A-I-C... Excuse me. So, uh, so SAIC, uh, th- this particular model, did in fact prepare, prepare a full vehicle complete with working roof, elevator, and components. And there is actually a video that you can tour. So there's the at actual... least one. Yes. Um, so I'm going to um, do this. So um, I just sent the video. Oh my um, god, so it is I'm- real. Whoa. Oh. Oh no, that's a se- that's an actual second story. That's an that how how is that an actual second story? That's not what the airport bus rendering told me this would be. What? Yeah, so if you skip to the video, you can actually see the elevator. It's a single person elevator um that takes you up to the second floor. Yeah, it's a full second floor. It, no, it's genuinely an entire set. Like, you walk in, and at first you're like, yeah, this is a normal-ass camper. But, like, the exterior of it, it... What? What? Yeah, that pop-up, that top raises. It, 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 it Yeah, it's like hydraulic or something like that. Where it, yep. Wow, that is a whole-ass elevator. That is an entire single-person, like, little platform... It's yeah, it's a it's a raise it's a platform that like raises you up and down. What? Absolutely, uh, I would not be surprised um, if uh, every time you get in that elevator, you hear a rendition of "You Raise Me Up." <laughs> not be surprised at all. Actually, I would demand it that just instead somehow, of instead of like yeah. elevator music, it would just be "You Raise Me Up" every time you go up. Like, would you get tired of it? Maybe eventually, but the novelty of it, like, I paid, I paid still, for this. It's, it's still great. there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, there's tons of actually high-end customization possibilities uh, that are presented now. Also, they're, they're developing more in the future. Um, so, if this was your dream RV home, uh, just take a guess at the cost for this particular RV. I would wager, well, you said it's about the same price as a townhome, no? Is it? Is it more than a Ferrari? A million dollars? $500,000. I went down. You did go down. Uh, So currently it's sitting at about... No, currently it's sitting at about $413,000. Oh, I was close with when I went down. Yep. God, that so is that, f- that I could buy a house. I know. I know. Could buy a nice ass house. <laughs> I mean, not in California. Not in California, but still. So yeah, Shit. so there it is. And that's just for the like a very home. a very tiny a very tiny novelty thing. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. The Life Home V90 Villa Edition Crazy Crib ending of Something to live out your life and take many adventures within. Wow, that is, you know, that feels nice. That feels, that feels good to have, uh, I don't know, a crazy crib that didn't, it didn't make me severely angry. It was more just like, 
damn, technology has come a long way. But also the price tag is insane. But also, a second floor pops up out of nowhere. So, worth for technology? Development? Question mark? Yeah. it's a good question mark. <sighs> Thank you for the wonderful Crazy Crib journey, Stephen. It's been a good few episodes. I'm so it has been. I'm so proud of you and all of your many crazy cribs. <laughs> ah, thank you. I'm actually uh, looking forward to the next series that I'm going to be doing. Okay, so you're doing another series? Yeah, uh, I've I've got uh, I've got a few ideas. Uh, I'm going to do some singular modules uh, sessions uh, over the next couple episodes, but I've already got. Something that's banana balls. Oh, I bet that makes it way easier to research instead of like trying to desperately Google pairs of words. (laughs) I know. Like, I I just throw so many words at Google being like, uh, eccentric, eccentric money, history. (laughs) Yeah, I usually put, tell me about rich assholes, Google. (laughs) specifically that <laughs> come on google you're poking it with a stick man do the thing so uh yeah so chub change so chum change do you have a chum change today if I don't, not I have but go one. ahead okay so uh this one i want i want you to know uh, what I had to look for in my notes on my phone. Okay. Uh, so, chump change ideas. We have raw water, Napoleon solid silver bidet, Christmas Henry VIII bore dinner with song, rich ancient Romans ingested sapa, and then Wilbur Ross slippers. And I said, I don't know what half of those mean. So I decided to Google Wilbur Ross slippers just to see what previous me was trying to even fucking talking about. Apparently, Wilbur Ross is a congressman. Or he might be a senator. Hold on. Uh, He's neither. He's uh, Secretary of Commerce, Wilbur Ross. Gotcha. Okay, there we go. And that was during Trump's administration, not Biden's. Um... So apparently, Wilbur Ross has a custom has several pairs of custom Stubbs and Wooten smoking slippers that feature uh, custom Department of Commerce emblems on the velvet uppers of the slippers. Holy moly! Yeah, and like just a, we do yes. have pictures. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> they're velvet smoking slippers. I can just imagine this old fart in a velvet smoking jacket with his matching velvet smoking slippers. <laughs> like a rich asshole. Like a rich asshole. So, hold on. Allow me to send you this. But, uh, how much do you think that these slippers go for? 250 bucks a pot. No. Thousand bucks a pop. Little less. Seven fifty a pop. Little less. About six hundred dollars. Oh. For a pair of slippers. Oh my gosh, those look atrocious. They do look atrocious. They're absolutely awful. Oh Ooh, add to my bag. Why, yes, I will. Let me just add that to my bag. I desperately want these very fugly slippers. Oh, those shoes were not made for walking, folks. No, those are, they are, I mean, just, just the audacity of, like, coming into Congress. So, I I think the occasion of which, like, somebody noticed that he was wearing them was, um, oh, it was a, Okay, it was at Trump's very first congressional address really? in 2017. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what he chose to wear to address the masses. Gosh, 2017 feels like a million years ago. That feels like ancient times. Uh, that just feels like... So, uh, but GQ commented, 
and said, it's an interesting and tone-diff sartorial statement for a public servant to make at this type of event. <laughs> but it's yep. the sort of telling cue that demonstrates the gap between the new administration's promises to the country and its actions. Oh, snap. Damn, GQ, GQ coming for it. GQ throwing shade. I love it. Oh, that, oh my God. Okay. I think about that all the time, that like government officials, public servants, they're some of the wealthiest people in this country. Oh yeah, for sure. They're like, and they're, they're absolutely the most out of touch. I mean, we could go on about that for hours, but that just, yeah, that's something I'll never understand. Oh, these slippers are so ugly. They don't match his suit at all. Those aren't meant for a suit. That's meant for kicking back at home. And having a smoke. Those make... Ah, see, you had just, like, a nice wholesome topic, and now I'm mad because of my own chump change, (laughs) because I didn't know what I was writing about. (laughs) See? Now you know. Ah, I did it to myself. (sighs) That's okay. Okay. No, 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 chump change. (laughs) That's okay. I'll forgive you this slip. How... I'll give you the slip this time. I said I'll forgive you of this slip. Stupid. Anyways, move on. Move on. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Okay, Uh, so let's... Would you like to hear about my topic? No. (laughs) Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) No, end of story. Okay, bye everybody. It's been nice. This has been August's episode. Uh, Give me that topic. Oh, God. Okay, so... Did you know that you can make walls out of gemstones? I'm pretty sure you can make walls just about anything. Well, I didn't know that you could make walls out of gemstones. That wasn't something that I considered. I was like, gemstones are small. Right. How you'd have to stack so many of them together in order to get like a wall out of that. But no, apparently there are famous walls made out of gemstones. Ooh. Um, So (laughs) I'm just going to chalk this up to... Thing Haley didn't know until uh, Google introduced it to her. Cool. I love it. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yep. Okay. What's your first thought when you hear the word amber? Um, Is it Jurassic Park? <laughs> no. Uh, well, no. Uh, Is it a person from school you don't uh, like? I, I was reminded of a memory of a person. Uh, I don't have necessarily a bad memory of that person, but it's more of an indifferent memory. But um, it, it was a mix of that and then tree sap. Yeah. No, see, my first thought is usually Jurassic Park and the whole, like, mosquitoes stuck in amber right. sort of situation. Right. But, oh, I also... <laughs> Ooh, past me is funny. I wrote down in my notes. <laughs> Jurassic Park, probably? Or maybe amber is the color of your energy by 311. Yes. Both are good answers, yes. honestly. Yes. Thank you. Such a, such a good reference. Oh, good for me for writing that down. I'm proud of that one. I would, I'm too tired right now to have come up with that on the fly, so I'm really glad I had that written. <laughs> good job. Good job, past Haley. <laughs> good job to me. Uh, sometimes I can be funny. Just watch none of the Guilty Gang is laughing. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh about? my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But Damn, you know um, who is rolling on the floor right now? You? Sneeds Fairy. Me? Sneeds Fairy is absolutely rolling on the floor right now. Sneeds Fairy appreciates everything we do, and that's why we appreciate Sneeds Fairy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, um, can you name any famous artists who primarily worked in Amber? Did you even know that Amber was a medium in which you could work in for art? And I'm not talking jewelry. Yeah. I mean, as far as like um, um, architectural art or like um, structural or like creative art, um, off the top of my head, I can't think of any, but it's not surprising. Like I'm sure, I mean, with the right tools and with the right, you know, creative know-how, I'm sure some pretty cool shit. Again, I'm just thinking of the props master who made the nice like cane. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you could probably make some cool shit. That's all I can think of. Also, so. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say, for those of you who may have ever seen this super um, random uh, sci-fi show called Fringe, um, it was actually developed by J.J. Abrams. Um, And 
within that show, a bunch of crazy stuff happens. Too much to explain here, but there is a use of preserving um, things with amber. And uh, so when you said amber, my brain also went to fringe and the uses that they do with amber and they do some pretty cool stuff with it. So, all right. I never actually watched fringe, uh, but the fact that you made a reference to it made me really happy for some Fringe is amazing. You should watch it. Everybody, you need to watch it. It's so good. It's just. It- okay. Add it to the list. We're going to have a Gilded Gang watch party. You like reach out. Let us know when you want to do yep. it. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, Amber. So, Amber. Anyways, so as it turns out, there is one extremely famous work of art made of amber, and it's gone. It's missing. It hasn't been seen for literal decades. And uh, even though this is the case, it's worth talking about because rich people spent ungodly amounts of money to even make this ridiculous thing. So let's get into it. So, sorry for all of those preamble questions, but I felt it was necessary to be like, I've never heard of this shit before, and probably neither of you. Um, You're setting the stage. Yeah, 1701. Frederick I, the uh, first king of Prussia, and his wife, Queen Sophie Charlotte, are living in Berlin in a palace called Charlottenburg Palace. I did zero research on Charlottenburg Palace palace but my first instinct is that it's probably named after queen sophie charlotte because maybe our maybe our boy king freddie is a hopeless romantic that's my head canon anyways yeah moving on um andreas schluter uh was the chief architect of the prussian court and as it turns out he was something of a dabbler when it came to art he uh got commissioned by freddie to uh, create an entire room out of this really great new gemstone that was kind of like taken taken royalty by a storm like everyone was like "Ooh, this thing is i like this that's nice and it was amber um amber was known as the gold of the north and it was mostly found in the baltic region so it wasn't really worked with all that often you had to go to like russia to go and get it um but Andreas, the uh, the court architect, uh, he realized that he was super way in over his head with making an entire room out of amber. So he gets the help of a Danish amber craftsman named Gottfried Wolfram. <laughs> Wolfram. I um, love it. Wolfram. Gottfried Wolfram. He's my new favorite person. Uh, the two of them have to come up with how to make walls out of amber and concoct ways to like melt the amber and infuse it. <clears throat> with honey and linseed oil. And so um, basically they came up with this way. They take honey and linseed oil, they get amber to a melting point, and they goop it all together um, so that way it binds and then stays stable uh, and do- isn't, like, super fragile. But they squish all of that goop onto wooden panels and then... Um, I guess kind of like glass blowers. They keep working it while it's hot. I'm talking out of my ass right now. Like I, I, I wrote down the sentence about the honey and linseed oil, and I'm just making guesses from here. Sure. So, I've, yeah. Um. So it took them years to finish the amber room. Freddie and uh, Sophie Charlotte died before it was even finished. The panels are moved to a different palace in Berlin. Uh, which was called the City Palace. And I'm personally a little bit bitter about that because, again, I have that headcanon that this was all for Sophie Charlotte and she deserved it to stay in her castle even if she was dead. Um, I don't even know if the Charlottenburg exists still. Um, but anyways, panels. Because uh, remember, squish amber onto wood. Wood become panel drill to wall? Question mark? Hmm. Mm. panels are moved to a different place uh they're super heavy they each weigh about 990 pounds um i'm not certain actually if that is per panel or if that is the entire room my gut instinct tells me that that might be per panel because amber is rock but again talking out of my ass um 
So let's fast forward to 1716. Uh, and visiting Berlin is none other than Peter the Great. And this is Peter the Great of Russia, not Prussia. Peter the Great is visiting Prussia. Um, isn't history fun when all the countries sound the same? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Peter the Great is there visiting uh, Freddie's son, Frederick William I. Uh, and Peter the Great basically walks into the palace. He sees the magnificence of the Amber Room and he says, oh my God, I want it. I have to have this. Mm-hmm. As only a rich person truly can because everything is for sale when you're rich. So, true rich people fashion, Freddie Jr. says, you know what? As a show of goodwill between our countries, you and I are, we're going to be allies now. And like, I'm going to make sure that this room worth hundreds of millions of dollars is a present to you, Peter the Great of Russia. And you can take it home with you, my sweet, lovely Russian friend. And uh, this gift basically solidified the Russo-Prussian alliance against Sweden, because apparently fuck Sweden. Wow. I'm still not entirely certain how Sweden rolls into this. Like, perhaps Peter was there to talk about the Sweden problem and got, like, gobsmacked by jewels. Not, not sure. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, ooh, I just tried to click a thing and then, and then things were happening. Okay, hold on. So anyways, uh, I just sent you a photo. Oh, that big... Gold goodness got transported to Russia. Ooh, that looks beautiful. Okay, tell me what you see. Uh, so, so this was Swedish made or Prussian made? This was Prussian made. So this was, well, Prussian and Danish made. So basically, uh, King of Prussia uh, said, Hey, Mr. Court Architect, can you do this and mr court architect said i can kind of do this but i need help and then hired uh gottfried wolfram who was danish to help him out so it was kind of a combo thing but i would say it's owned by the prussians and then russia came in and said i like that can i have it and then prussia said yes (laughs) well the architecture is amazing um probably took their time looks like they weren't rushing around or anything so it's uh I, I know, I know you just did a pun, it, but it did take them like 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wow. Yep. That's, okay, so, like, are those, like, individual amber pieces, like, within the walls? So, or is- basically, the entire, so, all of the walls are individual panels. Okay, yep. That they have like gold molding, and then within those molds, they took hot molten amber and just squished it in there. And so the the walls are made out of molten amber that's solidified into like a solid piece. Okay, so this room reminds me so three or four oh, and then longer than that 2013, I think it was. Uh, it was my second trip to France. And uh, we were in southern France, and there was a town. What was the town? Because um, we were in oh, single. I'm sorry. Hold. I just found a really cool close-up of the walls. Oh, cool. I will explain later why it is not a true close-up. But hold on. I just gotta. So the. They are like individual, like tiles. I see. Of amber. I see now. Okay. Okay, that's the first close-up I've ever seen. Please continue. Yeah. No. So just, just I mean, looking from like a, a pulled back view, um, I think it was either in Lourdes, which uh, is in southeastern France, or maybe one of the other surrounding cities. I can't remember, but there was a a palace that we visited. Um, it was an older palace. I think it was either King King Henry. Uh, it was either King Hen- no, not King Henry. Um, I can't. It was like King Henry is English. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which king, like which French king. Uh, but anyways, I mean the the most popular is probably the Louis. Yeah. Charles's. Charles. 
it, it was one of Charles, uh, Charles, uh, yeah, Charles. Was, one of the many Charles, yes. got it. <laughs> Anyways, and there was a room that was golden red, and it was called the Red Room. Uh, and it was just, it was, it was beautiful. Like, it was like red velvet with gold trim, and it was just just stupid it was just gorgeous um but anyways this this room just brought back some memories of that so um it's it definitely fits the motif of like uh the rich people of yore who are like i'm gonna have one room be only a single color and you're gonna walk into this room yeah it's like (laughs) and it's the green room or the blue room or the red room. There's no there's no nuance. Yeah. There's just <laughs> there's just color. <laughs> there's just single solitary color. And then you look at the individual like bits and you're like, damn, and then you're like, God, this is an overwhelming amount of green. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, the amber room is an overwhelming amount of yellow. Uh <laughs> so to continue, um basically uh King King? King. King Frederick William I uh, gave the entire Amber Room as a gift to Peter the Great. And Peter the Great packed it up into a bunch of crates and um, took it back to Russia. I don't know how long that would have taken. You had to have done... There's no by boat. You had to have done it by, like, carriage? That would have been so difficult to transport. What do you do to, like, pack it so nothing breaks? Anyways, uh, I want to know how big these these large boxes were. I don't know. Anyways, Peter the Great had the entire room rebuilt in a brand new city that Peter had just founded. I'm sorry, I read the sentence that... It was a brand new city that Peter had just founded. And I'm like, you can found a city? Apparently. Uh, it was St. Petersburg. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, until 1755, uh, those panels are, are good to go. They're in St. Petersburg. They're in wherever the fuck uh, Peter the Great lives. Uh, and then Peter's daughter says... I don't really like these in St. Petersburg. I want the entire Amber Room moved to my new palace. And so she moved it again to the Catherine Palace outside of St. Petersburg. So, like, she moved to the suburbs and took it with her. Um, oldest daughters, am I right? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, there it stayed, sort of. Different artists came to work on the room at various points in time. Uh, and so over the course of like the next 15 years, it wasn't like they kept tweaking things until about 1770. Remember, this was started in 1701. Um, so it's been about 70 years since like the conception of this thing. And by 17, I mean 70. I think I said 70. I'm not sure. I'm starting to lose track of my life. Mm. Um, anyways... So, to quote the UK History Channel website, uh, quote, The room covered more than 590 square feet and was adorned with over six tons of amber. The priceless piece of art dazzled and mesmerized all who entered. Its splendor more grandiose than Schluter could have ever imagined. Estimates have placed its modern-day worth Somewhere between 120 million and 240 million pounds. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. And they're just picking this thing up and, like, transporting it like nobody's business. Oh, my God. That gives me so much anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you don't have bubble wrap in the 1700s. What are you doing? How are you packing that? Are you, like... I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's a lot of logistics I don't know about. Mm. Anyways, Amber Room stayed in the Catholic, uh, Catherine Palace until the 1940s. Can you can you guess what happened in the 1940s? I think there was a war. I think there was a war. Yeah, I think there was some um I think there were some bad guys called the the Nats, Nazi, the Nazis, the Nazis came. Um <laughs> So, Nazis came. To quote again from the UK History Channel website, quote, 
head art curator Anatoly Kumachov, or Kuchimov? I'm sorry, Russian names. Anatoly Kuchimov was tasked with taking the precious amber room apart and prepping it for safe removal to the east. So, to pause the quote, they knew that Nazis were coming. They basically made the, they knew that it was priceless. And so Russia was like, we got to do something to protect this. This is, this is our heritage. This was gifted to us. This solidified Prussia and Russia's hatred of Sweden. <laughs> we need this thing. And so the art curator was, he, he was tasked with prepping it. And so to continue the quote, uh, Kuchimov soon discovered that the amber panels had become really brittle over time and believed that they would be badly damaged if removal were attempted. Instead, he ordered the room to be covered by a thin layer of wallpaper in the hopes that the Nazis would pass it by. The ruse failed. Like, <laughs> Stephen, please look at the photos of this room and tell me that wallpaper is a solution. Sure. No. Like, no. Not at all. Not even remotely a solution. Not even close to being a solution. Also, with the amount of, like, gilding and adornments and, like, framing that's happening on the physical walls, how do you even get wallpaper over that? Anatoly Kuchimov, you dumbass. Anyways, the Nazis did exactly what the art curator could not. They took the panels off the walls and had them transported within 36 hours. They showed up and within... Within 36 hours, a day and a half, we're like, all right, let's get this bitch out of here. Rolling out. <laughs> um, so they took it back to Germany and the room was rebuilt in Konigsberg Castle. And apparently Hitler was a really big fan of this room. And he also wanted to make sure that art was for the people. And so he let it uh, be on display to the public for more than two years. Mm -hmm. Then comes 1944. The Royal Air Force bombed Konigsberg. An order had been given to save looted art, but nobody knows if the Amber Room was saved. No one has a fucking clue. Most guess that it was probably destroyed in the bombing, but there's a possibility that the Nazis did get it out in time because there was a ship that was discovered uh, in recent years that had a bunch of, like, looted Nazi art on it. And some people were like, maybe this is, this like, maybe, maybe this sunken ship has what we're looking for. Maybe it has the Amber Room. But all in all, it's simply gone. It's six tons of amber and gold and honey and linseed oil and wood and really creepy gold cherubs I cannot think, that are gone. I cannot think of a better use for an Amber Alert. <laughs> No! <laughs> no, I'm so proud of you for that one. That's so bad. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Okay, so to wrap this up, a replica of the Amber Room was built for $11 million in 2003. It resides back at the Catherine Palace, which was, uh, remember where it was uh, stolen from by Nazis. Uh, the replica being worth only $11 million. I'm like, that's not the, the estimated uh, 240 million pounds. Yeah. Like, what corners did you cut? But, uh, in any case, that, that replica is why we have the close-up and the photos that we do, because otherwise, like, we wouldn't have photos from 1940s. No. 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 Um, but... In any case, I, I will put these photos up on our Instagram and on Twitter because they are very pretty to look at. And this is not the stupidest purchase that I've ever talked about on this show. But it is, I mean, it's stupid and mysterious. And I, I got a kick out of being like, dang, what a mystery. <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. It was Nazis all along. <laughs> ah, those Nazis. Those Nazis. <laughs> Oh, that was wonderful. I Thank you. I just keep thinking about all this money throughout the years that has just been spent on all these things. And I'm like, 
if I could just have one percent of that. If you could just, if you could just give me a little smidge, just, just a smidge, one percent of two hundred and forty million. Some pocket change. Give me that chump change. <laughs> That's two million. That's two million. One percent. Uh, maybe they'll feel like if they just give me a million dollars, maybe it'll feel like how I felt today when I let a lady, she was going to give me change back and it was five cents. And I said, keep it. Ooh. 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 <laughs> Look at you. Hey, rich people, do you want to, do you want to feel good <laughs> and give us the equivalent of a nickel? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Oh, thank you, thank you for this for this lovely journey today. <laughs> mm, thank you. And hopefully, we manage to get a September episode out. Not in four weeks, but perhaps maybe like mid September is the goal. That's a good goal. I don't know. That's a good goal. No promises, guys. Yeah. it's a good goal. You know us. You know it us. is the goal. <laughs> yep. Uh. Okay. We love you, Gilded Gang. Go follow us on, on the social meds if you haven't already. Uh, go to the Instagrams if you want to see the photos. Or you can just do some Googlings. But anyways, uh, go like, subscribe, tell us about it, uh, tell your friends about us. Um, we're not garbage all of the time. At least we think so. Yeah. Sneets Fairy, reach yeah. out, say hi. <laughs> Sneets Fairy, we've yet to hear from you. Did you not appreciate those 32 episodes that you downloaded in one go? God, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe 32 was enough. Maybe they're taking a break from us. That would be a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a lot of us. That's a lot of uh, us. But yeah. Uh, get it. We don't even we don't even listen to each other that often. No, no we don't. <laughs> uh, but, that's 32 hours of us. <laughs> that's one too many. That's too many. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. 